Hello friends, when I feel low in life, when I need inspiration, hope or consolation, I often turn to writers such as Leo Tolstoy. Because Tolstoy knew about different paths that one can take in life. He knew so much about human psyche, about the forces that govern our universe, and when I read his essays, when I read his novels, I find hope, I feel that I'm escaping this mundane life, this limited life, and I find something deeper, higher, and it helps me to move forward. Often we forget, and I forget, that writers such as Tolstoy had their own lows in life. Tolstoy himself suffered from depression. There was a period in his life when he lost all hope. He was suffering from extreme apathy, nihilism, hopelessness. He spent years, if not his entire life, trying to find the true meaning in life. And in this episode of Genius and Ink podcast, a podcast where we think and talk and discuss different passages from great books that provoke us into thinking, we are going to discuss Leo Tolstoy, but we are not going to talk about War and Peace or Anna Karenina. We are going to talk about a very rare book that Tolstoy wrote when he was suffering from hopelessness, from apathy himself. It is a book that explores, in which he tells us about the meaning of life, the true meaning of life. This book, in fact, is very difficult to find. I am a native Russian speaker and I was trying to find this book online and I couldn't. It's surprising and it's equally mesmerizing and shocking that I found the, this book, in fact, in one of the second-hand bookstores here in London, just purely by accident. It was published in English in 1898. The copy that I'm holding in my hands is one of the first editions of this book. And in fact, I couldn't even find a modern edition of this book. So it is really surprising. It is a feeling as if destiny has brought me to this book somehow. The passage that I would like to read from, from this book explores the relationship between religion and science, between reason and knowledge, um, and the connection of it with our spiritual self, with our soul. Because some of you might know that Tolstoy was a Christian mystic, which means that he believed that you don't need priests or church or any organized religion in order to have a direct connection and relationship with divine. Of course, Russian Orthodox Church didn't like it, and Tolstoy was excommunicated from the Russian Orthodox Church for his religious views, which is another thing that makes Russia a really strange and contradictory country, because one of the greatest spiritual thinkers in its history, Leo Tolstoy, was excommunicated from his country's church. <laughs> in fact, when Leo Tolstoy died, his wife wanted to give him a proper Christian burial, and the Russian Orthodox Church refused to give him that burial. Instead, his wife decided to go to Armenian church and 
Armenians accepted Leo Tolstoy and now he is resting in Armenian cemetery of St. Petersburg. reason why I'm telling this is because it gives you kind of an idea what this passage is going to be about. And of course, I'm not a professional book narrator. I'm not working for Audible, but I'll try to do my best to read as clearly as I can with the right tempo, rhythm, and so you will fully grasp the story that Tolstoy tells us, the metaphor that Tolstoy tells us about the relationship between reason and the soul, between spiritual approach um, to knowledge and just scientific approach to knowledge. Let us picture to ourselves a man whose only means of livelihood is a mill. This man is the son and grandson of a miller and knows thoroughly, by tradition, how to deal with every part of the mill, so it shall grind well. This man, though ignorant of mechanics, adjusts all the parts of the mill as he understands it, so that the product may be profitable and good, and that men may live and eat. But it has chanced that this man has begun to reflect upon the construction of the mill, to hear some confused statements about its mechanism, and he has begun to observe what part is turned by what other part. And from the flywheel to the grindstone, from the grindstone to the millrace, from the millrace to the wheel, from the wheel to the grate, the dam and the water, he has argued to the conclusion that he has clearly comprehended that the whole matter lies in the dam and the river. And the man has rejoiced so greatly in this discovery of his that instead of scrutinizing the quality of the flower which comes forth, instead of raising and lowering the stones, of shoeing them, of tightening and slackening the belt, he has begun to study river. And his mill has been thrown entirely out of gear. People have begun to tell the miller that he is not behaving rightly has disputed and continued to reason about the river, and he has worked so much, so very much over this, he has disputed so much and so hotly with those who have proved him to him the falsity of his premises, that he has at last become convinced that the river is the mill itself. Tolstoy tells us by this passage how the miller confuses the purpose of his activities. The purpose of his activities is to produce a good quality of the flour, to bake great bread. But instead, when miller starts to study, study the mechanics of his mill, he completely forgets about the purpose. He sees the purpose in the study of the mechanics of the mill itself, and he forgets about the mill. Uh, the mill. He destroys all the community, he stops feeding people, he stops seeing the, uh, the purpose and reason. And I would like to continue with what Tolstoy says. In the next page he says, The reasoning itself is not so important as the place occupied by the reasoning. That means, in order to meditate fruitfully, 
it is necessary to know upon what to meditate first, that the wise activity disposes its meditations in the order of their importance, deciding which reasoning must come first, second, third, tenth, and so on. But senseless activity consists in reasoning without order. What a beautiful sentence! But senseless activity consists in reasoning without order. How many of us have suffered from this? How many of us experience this on a daily basis? I experience this throughout my life, and I think this is the reason why I keep a journal for the past 15 years of my life. It is to be able to know where I am thinking and reasoning senselessly in the right order, in the right priority, without losing my focus. That's the purpose why I keep a journal. I found this passage to be really interesting and an example of the mill and the miller, and especially when it comes to science and our modern world, sometimes you wonder, um, what's the purpose of having so many social media platforms, so many ways of communication, so many ways of consumption of the material? What's the purpose of having so much information? I know that this example is not particularly correct or anything, but sometimes we create tools that we don't need, that we we study the world without considering the fact that we study the world in order to live a better life spiritually. Tolstoy, of course, meant it in a much deeper way. And I would like you to read the whole book because Tolstoy continues to explore what it means to live a good life and to find purpose in life. I would love to hear your opinion. What do you think about the Miller story? Since we talked about journaling, I would like just to plug in one small project of mine. I know that many of you would like to start keeping a journal. And I launched a Patreon page where I share very personal stories of how you can start keeping a journal. Those stories aim at helping you to overcome the fear of the blank page, for example. Not fearing that you don't have anything to write about. So if you are interested about journaling and you would like to begin journaling in 2024, please consider checking it out. It will be linked down below. I'll see you in the next one.